All right, welcome back to the Running Wine Mom podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Selinski, a.k.a. the Running Wine Mom. Imagine the chaos of juggling a blended family, a bustling household, and the demands of parenthood. Now, picture doing all of this while helping other moms navigate the uncharted waters of postpartum recovery and baby sleep. Our guest today, Mariah Martin, hails right in Yardley, Pennsylvania, and she's not just any mom. She's a postpartum doula and a certified pediatric sleep consultant. Join us today as we dive into Mariah's journey from being a career nanny to discovering her true calling in postpartum support and sleep consulting. She's on a mission to bring confidence and sanity to the lives of new moms, and her story is as heartwarming as it is inspiring. So grab a glass of your favorite wine, put on those running shoes, and let's meet the woman who's changing lives one nap at a time. Welcome, Mariah. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. Um, Well, to start each episode, we have our Wine, Wine, and Win of the Week segment. This is where we share our favorite bottle of wine or drink, then about something that's been bothering us, and celebrate our recent victories. So grab a glass, take a deep breath, and let's get started. What is your Wine, W-I-N-E, of the week? I always drink the same wine. I drink Sauvignon Blanc, and my favorite is Kim Crawford. Oh, love Kim Crawford, Savion Blanc. Yeah. Um, and what is one. your W-H-I-N-E of the week? Uh, I just flew in on a red eye from Seattle last night. <laughs> and uh, I would like, I have a lot of W-H-I-N-E's on that. Oh, boy. People in the airport. <laughs> right. Uh. When I saw you were um, away this weekend, and I was like, oh, I wonder if she'll be back in time. This is like, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope I love, everything's okay. Yeah. I left Seattle last night at uh, 10 20. Okay. Well, and got home at 6 30 today. So. Well, welcome back. Um, what is your win of the week? I have been working with a little 10 week old baby. Um, oh. And with her amazing parents, and she is starting to learn how to sleep independently. And today we had like a, a little win. She, I got her to sleep in her crib awake. Well, she That's went awesome. in her crib awake. So <laughs> we're just starting the process, and she's doing that, well. Yeah, so it's definitely... Good. Something I'm glad I will never have to deal with again is the infant sleep phase. So I'm excited to talk to you all about it. Um, But so I always like to ask my guests, what is one struggle you've overcome leading to where you are today now? And what is one thing you're most proud of in your life? Instagram is something that I have overcome because it's terrifying to me. (laughs) Uh, I don't love the social media, but I'm learning to. So that's one thing I've overcome. That's awesome. Uh, one thing I'm proud of in my life is my kid. He's 15 and he's an amazing kid. And he still likes me and thinks I'm cool. So <laughs> that is another win for me. That um, is a win. Yeah. So he's he's really cool. I have two little stepsons. Not little. I have two stepsons who are also amazing. And I'm super proud of them. So. That's good. That's great. Those are awesome. Um, So the running wine mom, first we start off with a little fitness. um, And how do you stay active? What's your favorite way? Recently, it's been a lot of walking. I'm trying to get moving. As I've gotten older, things are changing that I don't love. So I'm trying to stay on top of it and walk and just at least try to move doing something at least three days a week, which is hard. Yeah, it's, it's harder hard. than you think it is. <laughs> Especially yeah, with your hours. Yeah, it's, um, but yeah. it's good. Walking, I, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they're, you know, they say kind of similar to you, like, just, I'm just walking. Like, walking is so important in 
my phys ed classes right now, one of the units, because so, some of the kids like to just walk, which is fine yeah. because, um, you know, it's a lifelong activity, but we're going over all of the different benefits of walking and the different muscles that you use. And um, some of them are like so surprised when I'm like, when you sit all day, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes pretty much. So just getting up and wow. getting those steps. Yeah, it's it's really it's really way worse for you than a lot of people think. Um, so movement and just walking oh, is cool. really that's important cool. for your longevity. I've <laughs> been yes, doing a lot yeah, of I'm research. About it. <laughs> that's um, how, do you, how do you stay motivated to maintain your own fitness routine? Um, I'm going to be 50 in a couple of years and I'm getting married in August and I'm going to Belize in November. And I feel like all these things are... <laughs> reason that's, to keep moving. <laughs> that's good motivation. Um, yeah. And can you talk about the relationship between mental health and physical fitness, if you have any? Well, I think that I know that when I get stressed out, like putting on my shoes and walking out the front door is the best therapy for me. I think being outside in the elements is a great way, excuse me, to kind of let it all go, <laughs> work it all right. out on the while you're pounding the pavement. I'm not a runner. I always wanted to be a runner, but it's just okay. not my thing. <laughs> but I feel like that is like my same therapy, like how runners get that high, like on a good walk. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm good now. That's awesome. And that's as long as you're getting that, whatever makes you happy is yeah. the most important thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get a little into parenthood. So tell us about your family. So I have a blended family, as I've said. Um, my fiance and I've been together for seven years and he has a 15 year old son and a 12 year old son and I have my 15 year old Jake and we live in Yardley and I we have the kids half the time so it's just kind of nice too yeah but, so do you have them the same half like you we aligned? kind of do we have the same weekends with them okay um, I have my son every other week and we have his boys every Wednesday Thursday so we overlap every Wednesday through Sunday. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, I'm glad you guys have a yeah and you get some time by yourself too. With right, right, which know. is really nice. Yes. Um. So, what and do you think you were along oh, well? Oh, that's sorry. good. That, no, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, I cut you off. Um. No, that's most important too. Uh, in yes. any sort of siblings, um, you know, and I always say like I'm on the op total opposite end. My kids are very little, and I see them kind of like interacting a little bit more together, which is fun. So I'm excited yeah. as they get older to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so fun when they like become friends. Yeah. Um, what do you think you were least prepared for in parenthood? Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Least prepared for, um, I was least prepared for the newborn stage. <laughs> and as a career nanny, I thought that I had that one covered and I did not. <laughs> I don't think anyone can prepare you for the newborn phase. Like no. I just, so many of my friends had kids. So many people I knew had kids. So many people talked to me about having kids. And when I had yeah. my daughter, I was just smacked in the face, basically like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought for sure I had it. I was like, I've got this. It's yeah. fine. I know everything about babies. Yeah. Apparently my knowledge started at like four months. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the same no with me. I, that is exactly how I feel. Like I thought once I had my daughter, I was going to be able to just go and do and just have yeah. like essentially a four month old. And then I was like, yeah. wait, you can't wait. like, <laughs> what? I'm right. stuck to this timer. They don't sleep. 
how are people like functioning? Right. And um, breastfeeding. And stuff. yeah, that was, was really, was I, I still can't have the timer that I like timer thing that I had with my daughter. Like I had to completely change it. Cause I'm like, ah, I don't, right. I, don't right. want, I, can't, I don't want to go back. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. what is, what do you think your parenting style is? Um, I think I'm really laid back. Um, okay. I, it's not that I feel that I need to be friends with the kids, but we are, you know, they're really good kids. So I don't have to really get on them. I get on them about their phone usage. They're 15 and 12 and, um, and to like get outside more. But other than that, I'm really laid back. I set my ground rules. This, you know, I think kids should have chores. I think they should learn how to do their own laundry. They should be able to clean a bathroom. But other than that, like we're really, we're really easygoing parents here. That's nice. And that's nice that, you know, you're, you know, your kids are able to just like kind of fall in line with that too. That's, I hope yeah. that's how I can be one day. Yeah. I'm like, please let me yeah. be, my kids be easy. Toddlerhood, you got to get yeah. through the early elementary school and then it's like wow these kids are kind of cool yeah that's that's I so many people that I interviewed that's what they say they're like it's just they get to this age where you know they don't need you but they need you and they can do stuff like they can carry their things and you know you don't have to bathe them every night and so that's what like I'm like, it's not going to last forever. So I'll try and soak it up as, as, right. as, yeah, as it is. Um, yeah. And what is, what is one piece of advice you would give to other parents? Uh, I say this all the time to parents and it's, you know, I should have it cross stitched on a pillow that the days are long and the years are short because it goes like that. When mm-hmm. I hold these little newborn babies, Jake was just this age mm-hmm. and he's almost six foot. So that is like my biggest thing to parents is this is a blip in your parenting life. So yeah. get through those sleepless nights the best you can, reach out for help, get your build your village and get everybody get all that support, but know that this is just a minute and it goes so fast. So you have to enjoy all of it. I, I also very much agree with that. And I couldn't see that with my daughter, but then it was like, I just, you just thought you'd be in it forever and ever. And, and then like it ends and you're like, wow, that was actually, you know, when you're in it, it's such a struggle, but it does go so quick. So I feel like with my son, I was able to like have a different mindset, which was really helpful because you're like, okay, it actually will end. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It will end. And it gets better. Somebody asked me my favorite age the other day. And for babies, my favorite age is always like six to eight months because they just can do such cool stuff and they're not Uh little infants anymore, but they're not yet toddlers. Uh But I was like, I think 15 is my favorite age right now. (laughs) That's awesome. And I love, and I'm, you know, high school and everyone, anytime I say, oh, I'm with high school, they're like, oh my gosh, they're like probably so hard. And yeah, there are some days that are hard, but then like having the conversations with them and seeing how they, their mind works. They're like mini, you know, they are mini adults. And I think that if you can get past the like teenage mindset that they're in, it's probably so awesome. Right. Right. All right. Well, let's get into your sleep consulting. So you started your career as a nanny and that kind of led you to become a certified pediatric sleep consultant. Um, Can you share with, 
everyone what inspired you to make this transition and how it's really shaped your life. So I have a degree in child development. And when I came out of college, um, I was just working at a daycare and somebody offered me a nanny job. And I just kind of fell into it. And I did it for 22, 21, 22 years. Um, and my last nanny job, they had doulas because they had twins. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And the minute I found out about it, I was like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So once mm -hmm. the twins were old enough to go to preschool, I took my training and I never looked back. So I became a postpartum doula and I love it, love it, love it. But everybody always asked me about sleep. And I had no idea, you know, uh, lactation, I could kind of figure out sleep. I was like, I don't, I have no idea what to do here. So I took a sleep certification program and that became my new love. So I just have followed. Now I kind of do both, but they go so hand in hand. And since mm -hmm. then I've done a lactation class too, so that I can be well versed for my postpartum clients. So yeah. it's nice because it's the all, whole package. Yeah, yeah. And it's that whole continuing ed thing, which I think is so important. So I agree. Um, and so for those who maybe don't know what a postpartum doula is, could you explain a little bit like what you do? Because I also, when I, until I got pregnant, I didn't even know that was a thing. I just, yeah, I had learned about it when I, you know, coming pregnant. So what is it yeah, that you do? I wish I had known what a postpartum mm -hmm. doula was. I could have used some help. Um, post I come in when parents bring their baby home, new, first, second, third, whatever it is. As a day postpartum doula, I will go in and kind of just assess what needs to happen. We like to say that everybody likes to hold the baby and we hold the mother. So what do you need? Do you need a shower? Mm -hmm. Do you need a nap? Do you need lunch? Do you need to tell me your birth story? Do you need to just cry on my shoulder? Do you need to me to watch to make sure you have, um, you don't have PPD and, you know, postpartum depression. Like I'm there to help the mom. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And it's so, so rewarding and so great <laughs> to be able to help these new parents. A lot of the times um, that's my, favorite client is a new parent who doesn't have a ton of education about babies, doesn't have a lot of familiarity. And so I can go in and be like, let me show you how to bathe the baby and how to change the diaper and, you know, what's the best swaddle. And I love it. Yeah. And you're just seeing them at their probably most raw and realist that yeah. they really ever are. And to see them grow. I feel like raising a mother, it's like raising a child. You're helping them totally. to become this whole new person that nobody Absolutely. gives you a handbook for. <laughs> you're right, like, right. Here's your baby. Have, yeah. have fun. And you're yeah, like, wait, exactly. what? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Always like, what this. is, like, how, how has civilization survived this long? Like with us just not knowing what to do. <laughs> knowing what to do. I know. I know it's crazy. So that's what I do is days. If I go in as a night doula, then I will keep the baby with me. And if the baby's bottle feeding, I'll feed the baby and mom can sleep all night. Um, if the baby's breastfeeding, then I'll go wake up the mom or I'll bring the baby to her so that she can feed. And then I take care of everything else. So those hours of 10 to 6, mom is like off the clock. And dad. That's amazing. You know, wow. So it's nice because I, I feel like that gives them a chance to catch up on some sleep. Because, again, nobody tells you how hard right. you're born. 
period, the newborn period is and how much you are going to be able to run off of zero sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is again, yeah. something that I will never take for granted for again, with the, right, the right. amount of sleep that I get. Um, so I think I read that you uh, mentioned that you were, you had struggled with sleep and feeding challenges with your son when your son was born. Could you just elaborate maybe on how that early experience influenced any part of your decision and yeah. how to help and helping other yeah, women? So my son didn't um I didn't give him a bottle for a long time and I was trying to nurse and I had no support mm -hmm. and no help and he was nursing every two hours around the clock and I just didn't know any different um so I fed him and then I was sleeping with him because I, you know, you get in survival mode and yeah. now looking back, I think I was probably underfeeding, <laughs> you know, right. I think I probably, I needed the help and I didn't have it. I don't have family here. I'm from Seattle. Mm -hmm. So, um, his dad's family was not real supportive for me. So I kind of did all of it on my own and I didn't want anybody to ever have to do that. Mm -hmm. So and Jake was a great sleeper, but he was not a great eater. And it, I mean, right. it took me, not at the beginning, the first eight months, he was not a good sleeper. But I, that, that was a big driving force for me to be a doula is that somebody else needs this help and I want to be that help for them. Right. And then the sleep thing, same thing. Like yeah. when your toddler just... climbs out of their crib every night and climbs in your bed or your four-year-old cries in the middle of the night or your four month old goes through regression, like that's stressful. Mm -hmm. So taking that burden off of someone I love. Right. And I think it's also so helpful with you coming in as an outsider, as opposed to if you have a husband or boyfriend or someone in your house helping, it's like you kind of go at it of the competition of who's doing more or less. Right. And um, just having someone come in and be like, this is what you can do. This right. is what right. I Let me take you. Yeah. 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 I yeah. love that. So how did you find the right um, training program to become postpartum doula, sleep consultant, lactation consultant? How, what did you have a recommendation or? Yeah. Um, for postpartum, I think I Googled it and I went through mm -hmm. Kappa mm -hmm. and which is a big doula organization. And I did my training in person in Cherry Hill with a great trainer. And then I sat in on a couple of classes with her just to continue, of course, again, education. And then for my sleep, I Googled a lot. And I listened to, I follow this lady. Um, she calls herself the doula Darcy and she helps doulas with their business. And she had suggested Jane Havens and she had an affordable program. But the thing that I liked about Jane's program the most is that she was building a community. So it wasn't like, here is your certification. Have a good time. Mm -hmm. Godspeed. She was like, here, we have a Facebook group and we all help each other. And when I got in with her program, I think I was 102 or something. I think she's in the 500s now. Wow. But she so we had this small group that if you had a problem you could just log on to facebook and get in and be like what do i do with this baby and everybody would just like rush to help, help each other you. 
So I had a lot of colleagues for something yeah. that I do independently. And that was amazing. And that's, yeah, just the support of that is very helpful. Cause I, you know, I can only imagine, I didn't even think about that aspect of it, of being in a, you know, a smaller community with the program that you went through just to kind of see like, Hey, you know, we are learn we're always learning from someone who's done it before us. So someone might've right. dealt with a specific problem before you. And then right. that's just so awesome to be able to help, um, mothers in just general with all the crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the most common questions or concerns you encountered from your clients for postpartum? For postpartum, how do I get my baby to sleep? (laughs) How do I feed them? Yeah. It's mostly schedules. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly schedules with babies. Like, um, the wake window issue is a huge Mm -hmm. one that I feel is kind of new because I didn't do wake windows with Jake 15 years ago and finding out how, like when I first became a doula, knowing what wake windows was one thing, but as a sleep consultant, like watching how it actually affects your child Mm -hmm. so profoundly that now I'm like, this is genius. And so I think that that's something that people ask me a lot about, like, if I, can I keep my baby up all day? so that they'll sleep at night. No, no, <laughs> no, no. That will backfire for you every single time. So that, I mean, I think the biggest hurdle for new moms is sleep. Mm-hmm. For them, yeah. sleep for the baby. So, And then, yeah. And then that just kind of goes into what then, my, you know, there's yeah. a, <laughs> to ask of what people, you know, in your sleep consulting ask for, it's probably like the most common question is how do I actually get them to sleep yeah. or, you know, with the wake windows too. And the regressions, is, the regressions mm-hmm. is more what I'm asked the most with sleep. Um, mm-hmm. Is regression real? Yes. Is it avoidable? Sort of. Um, and can we fix it? Yes. You know, yeah. those are all regressions are definitely manageable. You just have to be on top of them. So neither of my kids went through their four month sleep regression. That oh, like good. big one. Not they as I like we waited and but I think I'm like the only person that I know that <laughs> didn't happen I to. <laughs> and I was like, I don't I was like, they didn't, they never woke up. I don't know. Like, I mean, not that like they, they, Willow started sleeping through the night at I think 11 weeks and Parker was like about 12 weeks, 13 weeks. And then I was like, all right, now I guess they're going to start waking up in about, you know, another month. Right. And then I don't know. I've been blessed by someone. I must've had a very, uh awake baby in my past life or something. Yeah. So I'm always yeah. like, I don't want to say that like I didn't have a sleep regression to other people like mothers, but I'm like, uh, I mean, I'm just yeah. honest about it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And it's very uncommon because yeah. there are varying degrees of a regression. Right. You know, some babies don't really go through these huge, huge yeah. regressions, but there's always something usually yeah. something right you know like, <laughs> maybe like you. willow's naps or something i don't know i can't remember but i don't i don't think i just know that i was definitely an outlier in a lot That's of great. that area so <laughs> i was very lucky yeah um so with your family you know you have a fl- this is the schedule that you have is a little bit um, different than a normal nine to five, how has being a sleep consultant like allowed you, do you think it's 
it's more balanced and flexible for you? Or do you think it's a little bit more difficult or a little bit of both being a mom and having this extra? All the activities. (laughs) Um, I think it's been amazing. So I work in person as a doula and I work virtually as a sleep consultant. So I essentially make my own schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't miss baseball games. I don't miss soccer awesome. games. I can go on vacation and I can still support my clients. As an overnight doula, I have my days. So I work 10 to 6. I come home. I take a little nap. I can get my son to school. And then I have my days to yeah. do other things. So that's when I'm doing my social media, like all the back office stuff and and I really love working for myself. As a nanny, it was really hard to balance a family, especially when I had a young child, with somebody else's needs and their jobs and their vacations. And it was hard to call out sick if Jake was sick. And, you know, like my job affected so many other people, put out so many other people if I didn't show up. So right. it's this- nice now to kind of schedule my own thing. Yeah, that's, and then again, I'm just, I obviously am in the mentality of toddlers. So I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you even like sleep? And it's like, oh, you have a child that's in school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can be a little bit flexible with that. And they, yeah. you, you don't need to uh, be at their beck and call every five seconds. So that is also another, yeah. Cause my husband is, um, he's shift work. So every okay. like, two weeks he's on overnights. Um, and obviously that's, something that's it's a little stressful um but once they're older it'll be easier yeah hopefully. Yeah. yeah and i know overnight doulas that come home and don't sleep i'm, like, I'm too old <laughs> yeah that's uh that's it's like being in the consistent newborn phase essentially <laughs> it's like reliving but my clients are like early 30s and I'm not yeah yes <laughs> exactly yeah. home to take a nap <laughs> so in regards to sleep training and sleep help um you know there's sometimes a lot of like controversy around it and it's such like uh I know for me as a new mom it's such oh you should never sleep train or oh you should sleep train and it's right. like a battle of like who should who's right which it's whatever works for you I feel right but how did you kind of come up with your own mission, philosophy, ideas about what works, you know, best in helping your clients? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of mom shaming out there that is mm-hmm. so unnecessary. And sleep training essentially means to help your child fall asleep independently. It has nothing to do with cry it out. There's no abandonment. There's no like shut the door, put the baby in the bed at seven and then leave. That is not what sleep training is at least for me mm-hmm. and most sleep consultants that I know I I mean my whole statement is I help teach parents to teach their children to sleep to fall asleep independently so that they can fall back to sleep independently when they mm-hmm. wake up so mm-hmm. I really like to push that I push that agenda of I don't use cry it out it's very gentle I meet parents where they are and go from there so right. if you're co-sleeping, if you're, you know, whatever you're doing, if you're contact napping, I can help you with that. So that is one right. thing that I try to like really put out there so that people understand because I hear all the time, oh, you do sleep training. I could never do that to my baby. And I was like, mm, no, 
<laughs> I, don't, right. I don't do like awful things to babies. It's not crying out. And I think that's the biggest misconception that if we could change one narrative, I would love to change that one. Yeah. And I do. I think that is also obviously it is such a struggle for parents to try to figure out like, are, am I harming my child? Am I harming the future of them sleeping? Like, how do we like find a balance, which is exactly right. what you're doing? So well, what advice would you give to new parents who are struggling with sleep related challenges, especially in the early months? Are there, uh, besides cry it out sleep training, are, is there any common misconceptions about the baby sleep that you feel like you have to consistently address? Don't keep the baby awake during the day. <laughs> sleep begets sleep. So the better your baby sleeps during the day, the better your baby will sleep at night. And also just to give yourself some grace. You know, babies change every day. And once you figure out exactly what they need and what their schedule is, they will change it. So mm-hmm. you have to be really flexible. You have to be really patient with yourself and follow wake windows. Yes. Wake and windows. I, I think that that is age appropriate wake windows is the key to having a good sleeper. So yeah. And that's what we um, had. We had first done like, um, I forget which we had looked up at. It was either like the taking care of babies or like one of those PDF ones. Mm-hmm. And the schedule, I think it was like moms on call, maybe this schedule, it was so like, you have to do this, you have to do that. And it was like, at 7am, you need to wake them up. And then they need a nap from this time to this time. And I just remember being like, but my baby didn't sleep from nine to 1030. They slept from nine to 930. So like, now what do I do? Now I remember like waking up in the morning, writing schedules like every morning. And I'm like, this is not Right. And then someone told me about wake windows. And I was like, well, this is much easier because if they wake up at 930. I know in an hour and a half they have to go to sleep, like right. or whatever it is. Right. Um, so I can, yes, I think that's really helpful for. That's great. That's, <laughs> that's a problem that I have with certain other programs. Yeah, is they are right. one size fits all, and then moms right. get stuck and they're like, "I don't know what to do." It's like, well, they they were the baby. Oh, right. I mean that I anyone I mean not that I'm like shaming it or anything but I just no, no. feel like it was for the perfect sleep scenario yes. and I was yes. like this is not I can't right. do this you right. know right. So it's wonderful that you know you're meeting and then also you know like you said meeting parents like what fits into their lifestyle and that when I talk to people about like exercise and working out I'm like if you hate running why would I give you a running program to get into shape I'm going to give you whatever if you like lifting or you like walking or you like yoga like whatever you like to do that fits into your lifestyle that's what's going to work for you and it's similar to what you're saying is that however your family chooses to want to raise your children that's how you're helping them which is so awesome right that's great um, all right. So I have, I have two more questions left, but is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that I didn't quite get? Um, I was just going to mention that when I work with clients, I do unlimited tech support with okay. sleep clients. So okay. I give you a sleep plan, but then you can text me anytime. You can text me That's for a awesome. nap. You can text me for bedtime. You can text me in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'm up with a baby too. So, yeah. you know, I will answer parents because that's when you get stuck and you get frustrated is like you said right. well he slept till nine thirty. now what do I do like then you would text me and I would say oh okay well let's look at this let's look at the rest of the day you know let's that's figure awesome. it out from there 
So I always say that I work virtually, but I like to be really hands-on so that I can troubleshoot in the moment, which I think is so important. So parents aren't like, well, I can't text Mariah till Tuesday. Right. (laughs) And and that's what, you know, you're in the middle of the night, like dealing with it. That's something that's really important that you offer in your um, services for. So how does your packages work? Do you do just newborns? Do you do toddlers too? Do you do any ages or do you have a specific time frame of kids that you would prefer? So I work um, with newborns through age six-ish. Um, okay. I've done a nine-year-old okay. before. Wow. Um, so I have a sleep, I have a newborn sleep shaping package that mm-hmm. I work with parents for the first eight to 12 weeks on just setting up good foundations, getting on feeding schedules, getting on um, a good sleep schedule, knowing when to swaddle, when not to swaddle, when to like transition, how to practice safe sleep, you know, what you can do, what you shouldn't do. I go through all of that with new parents when they bring home a newborn and then I start sleep training usually around 12 to 16 weeks mm-hmm. um, all the way through so I have that's awesome what I have two packages one package is a three-week program and that's what I typically that's like my most popular package and it's three weeks of unlimited support and a sleep plan and for older kids I send like bedtime passes and I send a sticker charts strategies to help with tantrums and you know, yeah, all sorts that's of stuff. What I, was, I was just going to ask that because I, th- I feel like once they get to like Willow is is two and a half and she has like she she's fine usually going to sleep. But like like last night she, we hear her screaming and we run up. We're like, what's are you OK? And she's like, I need my book, like a book. Yeah. And I'm like, we thought you literally were were hurt or something. Yeah. And you just wanted a book that you're reading this but um, I know there's a lot. And then like as potty training going, like coming out of the room if they need to, or that's I'm sure hard. that probably yeah. ties into a lot of stuff. So it's, uh, that's awesome that I guess I didn't even realize that you would go up to six or yeah. older is great. So yeah, I, right uh, now I have a 20 month old and a seven month old that I'm working wow. with. So they're so well, extremely different. Different. Their problems are different. Their parenting is completely different. And so it's like just going back and forth. And I just, um, I'm writing a sleep plan tonight for a three month old. So I'm all over the board. That's <laughs> all awesome. The yeah. Um, all right. So for my last question, what do you find most fulfilling about your work as a certified pediatric sleep consultant? And what motivates you to continue helping families find the restful sleep they deserve? I love when parents say we feel better we are better parents Mm -hmm. because you helped us we have a child that we are enjoying more because he's getting sleep or you know she can make it through dinner without a tantrum because she's getting sleep um i love the parents that say we rekindled our relationship because we're not spending hours putting our kids to bed at, or where one takes the two-year-old and one mm-hmm. takes the four-month-old and then it's like well I'll see you tomorrow because we're not gonna right. see each other again tonight and that they have that time to like sit and enjoy each other from eight to ten because their kids are sleeping like that yeah. warms my heart and that makes me so happy that I feel like that's a gift that me, but I'm giving them too. Like time, you know, time together, time to not be 
frustrated. I mean, it's really, you know, that I mean, the first year of a baby's life is really hard on your marriage because mm-hmm. it's a yeah. lot. And it's so lot, I think yeah. sleep and all of that comes with that compounds that. And so I love to be like, listen, let's work together to figure this out so that you two aren't stressing with each other, you know? Right. And I just I I love, love it. it all. Yeah. It's that's very, amazing. very rewarding. <laughs> that's great. That's the most, you know, you're doing so many, such an amazing thing, like you said, for just not only the kids, like the babies, but the whole family as a whole, yeah. which is, you know, maybe something that most people don't realize. It's not just like you helping the baby, it's you helping really the future of what could, you know, I, I know lots of parents who have just called it quits after the first like year yeah, or two just because it's, it's like too stressful and hard um and they don't yeah. and they lose themselves in their and it's so easy to just focus on the kids and focus on the kids right. and when you're not getting that time like you said that that eight to ten time is really important for right. couples all right so that's going to bring us to the end of another episode of the running wine mom i want to extend my gratitude to our guest mariah for sharing her journey from nanny to postpartum doula and certified pediatric sleep consultant mariah your dedication to helping new mothers navigate the challenges of early parenthood and find the elusive gift of good night's sleep is nothing short of remarkable. Um, your story reminds us that it's never too late to discover your true calling and make a profound impact on the lives of others. So if you're a parent struggling with sleep issues or you simply want to connect with Mariah, you, you can find her info in the show notes. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it. You can also follow me on Instagram at the running wine mom underscore and you can find Mariah at Mariah Martin Sleep Consultant, which will also be linked. Um, thank you so much, Mariah. Thank this was you. awesome. So fun. I'm so glad. Yeah, so I'm so glad we got to um, get this on a recording and I for know, everyone I want to, to be hear on it. forever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. I love, I love like the one thing about this has really helped me like meet women in the community who are just doing amazing things. Right. Um, And that for me is my rewarding, uh, I guess, reward for for doing this. There's just, I think, I just think our community has so many awesome female entrepreneurs and just being able to get to like talk to them and see just how hard you guys are working and, um, being parents or you know and and you too just doing it <laughs> yeah, <Nice. tried. laughs> thank great. you thank you i hope so <laughs> right now i don't know my kids are upstairs running around now with my husband <laughs> i'm like no don't bother me i'm down the basement <laughs> but we're gonna go have a date night not like too much but we go to, to the knack we're like it's nice out let's take the kids to kids club and we'll oh, go nice. have an hour at the pool so we are very lucky for that that's really um nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Remember, you are strong, you are capable, and you are amazing. Until next time, keep running, keep sipping, and keep embracing the joy of motherhood. Cheers, and I will be back next Tuesday.